Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Wednesday. Happy Halloween. Technically the day after Halloween, but I hope everyone had a safe and happy Halloween. Hopefully you got lots of candy, maybe passed it out to trick-or-treaters, went out. Whatever you did, hopefully it was amazing. And I uh, hope you guys uh, had some cool costumes. I saw a lot of really awesome costumes when I was uh, down in Austin. Some very clever ones, uh, which was great. Love clever costumes. I was not that clever this year. Uh, honestly, was just had a skeleton onesie with a light up mask. I know, super original. But honestly, I was going more for comfort. Uh, then for style and uh, I was very comfortable. So I nailed that. So really I accomplished what I wanted to. Uh, normally if I go to a Halloween party, I'll be a little bit more. Well, I shouldn't even say that the last few years I was a cop and there's not really anything original about that. Although I do go all out and get, you know, as realistic of a uniform as I possibly can handcuffs, toy gun whistle, even found these, um, it's a booklet of party fouls. It says violations, but one side is big and orange. It just says violation, $100 fine on it. And it looks real. And then you flip it over and you realize like someone's calling you out for a party foul. Uh, in one year, my friend had a Halloween party and I put it on everyone's car when I left. <laughs> Got a bunch of phone calls the next day. It was amazing. Uh, even my buddy, it was his truck was in his driveway. He's like, dude, he's like, He's like, F you, man. He's like, I was like, how the heck did I get a freaking ticket in my own driveway? And then I realized it was you. <laughs> anyway, uh, hope everybody had a, an awesome Halloween. And now we get to look forward to Thanksgiving, which means delicious food, family time. So hopefully you guys are looking forward to that. Uh, anyway, so we're continuing right along here, guys. So again, I appreciate everyone who's listening. If you're a first time listener, thank you for checking in to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Katani. If you want to learn more about me, I really think the best way is on social media at Johnny Katani, J-O-N-N-Y-C-A-T-T-A-N-I. Those links are down in the subscription, guys. Super easy. Also down in the subscription is a link to my website, Katani Capital Group. And that's where you can learn even more about me specifically as it tailors toward investing, even more specifically as it tailors toward uh, passive investing. So last week we talked about, well, I should say last week. Well, last week on Wednesday. So if you guys are new, Wednesday, we talked about active, passive, active investing. We defined active investing. We defined passive investing and we defined syndications. Syndication and passive investing go together. Now they're not, now they're mutually exclusive, meaning they just because you're a passive investor doesn't mean you're investing in a syndication, although that's the probably the most common and the most typical way to invest passively uh, in a syndication. The the second way is, is a fund, right? And, and then funds can be broken up in either to like you invest passively into a fund or you invest passively in a fund of funds. So what we're going to do today for passive investing 
Uh, Wednesday, we broke down active investing. I gave you guys a pretty solid outline of how you could go from really not having much money, you know, $10,000 as a down payment on an investment property or even buying a house and house hacking it. If you want to learn more about that, you can listen to Monday's episode. But today we're going to talk about passive investing and the different ways to invest passively. And we're going to kind of break some of that down. So I know a lot of you have wanted and have reached out to me about investing passively. What does that look like? Well, let's define it first. So passive investing is where you invest in an investment and you are not the owner, the operator. It's not your business. You are not taking on the risk and exposing yourself to the risk and liability of owning and operating. Well, so what does that mean? Well, the best way to put it is, let's say I wanted to go buy a hundred unit apartment complex. And what you guys will notice as you listen to this is I use apartments as the prime example, because it's easiest to understand because pretty much everybody's lived in an apartment. If you haven't lived in an apartment, you understand apartments. You've been in an apartment, you know, people pay rent every month. Well, what you also know is that someone owns those apartment complexes. Now the big, big ones, right? Like you'll see downtown, right? Hundreds of units. Those are usually owned by a group. And that group is called, is typically broken up into an operator and a sponsor. And then collectively, they're called the general partnership or the GP. So you hear that term GP. Then the other side of that, you've got LP, which is limited partner. So you've got your general partner and you've got a limited partner. The limited partners are the passive investors. They're the ones who are not, don't typically have any kind of management uh, obligation. Uh, they typically don't have any decision-making or voting. Uh, that can vary, but typically common for them not to have any voting rights right? That's usually reserved just for the general partnership. And so what, what is happening is a general partnership is going in, let's say you're buying hundred units, right? Buy hundred units, let's say it's 300,000 per unit, right? So that's what a, a $30 million uh, purchase. And so not everybody just has $30 million laying around. In fact, not many people do, right? And so just like when you're buying a house, you've got to have a down payment. You've got to have funds to own and operate, right? Maybe you got to go in, make some changes. Maybe you got to kick out some of the old tenants. You got to come in, you got to raise rates. You've got to change over management potentially to either your own management. Um, you know, it's also possible they keep the same management on. It kind of varies, but ultimately what you're going to come in is you're going to come in, you're going to buy it, own it, operate, manage it, right? And oversee it. And ideally you want to raise rents, and bring it up to its maximum uh, operational efficiency. Meaning, typically you want uh, typically expenses are going to be somewhere in the thirty to forty percent range. Typically around the forty percent range, right? So that's going to be management. That's going to be util, um, you know, uh, maintenance, right? Landscaping. Typically with a hundred units, you may have an on-site or someone who's there every day, you know, fixing things when they break in the apartments, right? You live in an apartment, something breaks, you submit a ticket to management, they send someone over, they fix it, right? So you've got that. You've got your insurance. You've got 
uh, I should probably be looking at some line items, but you've got, you know, insurance, you've got property tax, right? You've got to pay a property tax. And, you know, then you may have other miscellaneous like marketing, right? Market it out whenever you've got a, a vacant unit. So you've got all these various expenses, right? And, and ideally they're keeping it, the general partnership is keeping it around the 40% or less, meaning after that, 60% of that is net profit, right? So from there, what they're going to do is they're going to take that 60% and they're going to break that up and, and they're going to pay the limited partners because to come full circle, what's happened is in order to buy that $30 million property, like I said, they needed the down payment. They needed everything for operations. Well, typically just like a, just like when you're buying a house, right? You, you buy an investment house, single family or, or even your own house, right? You're buying your residence, right? And let's say you only have to put 5% down. So that means that you're getting an, a loan for 95% of the value, what we call 95% loan to value, right? So you're borrowing 95% of the cost of the house, putting 5% of your own money down. Well, when you're buying an apartment complex, it works the same way, except because you're not living there and because you're not using a conventional loan like with with home with a homeowner you're using a commercial loan so they typically require you to put down typically at least 30 percent. and for the sake of this let's say 30 percent, because we like to see a 70 percent ltv because we don't want to be over leveraged so that means that the general partnership has to raise at least 30 percent, which is nine million dollars plus any additional loan costs and all of that. So let's say another 2% of the value in loan costs. So that's another 600,000. So they got to raise 9 million for the down payment, another 2%, let's just call it an even 10 million. So now they now they need to come up with $10 million in order to purchase this. Well, again, not many people just have $10 million laying around. And even if they do, it may not be in their best interest to go pay cash. So what do they do? They go out to investors like you and I, and they say, hey, Mr. Investor, if you give me typically the, the minimum and for the sake of this is, is 25 to 50,000. So let's say if you give me $50,000, I will pay you 8% each year on your $50,000. And then when we sell this, I will give you, I will share the, uh, the profit of the sale with you, typically up. Typically, what they're going to do is they're going to split it. So a typical breakdown is an eight percent, what we call preferred return, meaning you're getting paid before the general partnership. So that's kind of the trade-off. You give us your money, we're going to buy this, own it, and operate it. In return, you're getting a preferred return, meaning, like I told you earlier, remember, forty percent goes to expenses. That six percent comes back. They now have to take that and pay their Investors, 8% preferred, meaning every investor gets 8%. It's typically paid quarterly, meaning you get 2% each quarter. And what that means is that they're not going to take any money from the net profit until they have paid you their your return. Typically, that's how it's going to be. Now, 
it's not always like that. So don't take that as a blanket statement. I don't want you guys to be like, oh, I'm not getting paid mine. There's usually a reason you're not getting paid. We're not going to get into that in this episode. We're just going to keep everything kind of in a vacuum and talk in generalities. So then you get paid, right? You get your 8% or you get your 2% quarterly return. So on your $50,000, you're going to make $4,000 a year. Okay. And cash flow paid quarterly, right? So that's $1,000 a quarter, basically, right? Then on top of that, when they go to sell it and a typical hold period, so what you'll typically see is you'll see preferred return. You'll see a minimum investment. In this case, we're talking $50,000. Now, again, this episode, you guys, is going to go to those who are in the market and are interested in passive investing. I require, I realize the capital requirements are a little bit higher than some people can, and I get that. And so if that doesn't apply to you, this episode may not be for you. I realize we're pretty much halfway through, but we're, we're talking as if you can afford a twenty-five dollars to $50,000 investment. And I don't mean it's your life savings and it's all you have. I mean, you've got $100,000 in life savings. You want to invest 50000 right? That is what I would typically tell an investor. Let's start with fifty. So you make $4,000 a year. Your typical whole period is going to be three to five years. Then what they're going to do is they're going to split everything with you after the 8%, 70, 30, or 80, 20. Typically, you're going to see 70, 30, meaning after you've gotten your 8%, what's left goes 70% to you and 70% to the earth. Sorry, 70% to you and 30% to them. That's typically going to be paid until you reach a hurdle. Normally that hurdle is a 20%, typically anywhere from 18 to 20%. In this case, we'll make it easy math, a 20% return. Meaning Mr. Investor, we're going to pay you an 8% preferred return, then 70, 30 until you have gotten a 20% return on your money. Once you've gotten a 20% return on your money, we're then going to split everything 50, 50. So they're basically saying that we're going to operate this thing and incentivize ourselves to operate this thing so well and efficiently and do such a great job of adding value that when we sell it in three to five years, we believe we're going to be able to give you a 20% return. And oh, by the way, that's only the hurdle. Then after that, it's 50-50. So you're typically seeing anywhere from 25 to 30% if these things are done correctly, you guys. And if you're new to this passive investing world, and that sounds crazy, it is very common. Now, there's no guarantees in investing, guys. So this is not a promise. It's not a guarantee. I'm not a financial advisor, lawyer, CPA. So you want to always consult your team, meaning a financial advisor, a lawyer, or a CPA, before you make any financial or investment decisions. There is risk involved. These can go to zero. Okay? So I want to preface with all of that. However, it's not uncommon for these things to happen, especially when you invest in the right market, the right asset class, and with the right operating group. And we will get to all of that. This is just, this episode is focused on the definition of passive investing and what it looks like to invest passively and how that's done. So that means that it's very possible to be a passive investor and get significant returns. We're talking cash flow, right? And so you can see how over the course of, you know, five, 10 years, let's say you're investing $50,000 every other year, essentially $25,000 a year, but you're doing $50,000 increments. 
So it's $50,000 every other year. Okay. You can see how this can be compounding, how in five years, 10 years, right? Some of these deals go full cycle, right? Let's say two of them go three years. Well, in six years, you've had two deals. So typically what you'll see is, is a 25 to 30% return. That's typically going to give you a 2X multiple, meaning $50,000 between the cash flow and the sell of the property or the exit or the refinance, whatever event happens, whatever capital event it is, typically a sell. For sake of this, to make it easy, we're going to say they sold it in five years. In 10 years, you've had two deals go full cycle. You've now turned $50,000 into $200,000. Each deal doubled between the cash flow and the exit. Or excuse me, you've turned $100,000 into $200,000, right? Because you invested in $50,000 in two different deals. So, of course, your, your salary is going to grow, right? Your income should increase. Again, you're investing $50,000 every other year. But let's just say for some reason you couldn't and you only invested into two deals, $50,000. Now you have $200,000 to take and invest and get those same compounding returns where now it's doubling again. And now you're turning that into $400,000. So you can see why this is so appealing, especially to high-income earners, especially to those in high-income W-2 jobs. Think, you know, director and above in tech, right? Of course, founders, of course, VPs, right? Director and above in tech. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, right? Especially those with grad degrees and up and, and making really significant money. Um, high-income finance, right? You can see why it's very appealing because especially if you like your job or you're really good at it and your salary continues to increase, right? Think 200 plus thousand dollars a year, you know, 10 years later, you're making half a million, right? Well, now what you're doing is you're putting your money to work for you, right? As you continue to grow and that continues to grow. And that is the key, you guys, is putting your money to work for you so that your money is working while you're sleeping, it's not enough to put it into a savings account and get a couple percent. And honestly, that's going to go away soon once interest rates start to come down. So what we're talking about here is we're talking about, you know, making 200 plus thousand dollars a year plus investing $50,000 every other year to the point where you're making 200 plus thousand and investing 200 plus thousand. And that's compounding over time and, and eventually getting to the point where you can you know, you're investing more than you're making and eventually getting to the point where your cash flow is, is, you know, returning more, make, you're making more passively. And oh, by the way, I haven't even gone into the tax incentives and all the incentives and the, and the write-offs and things that you can have as a passive investor. Because oh, by the way, when I buy that $30 million apartment complex, I'm going to bring in a group to do what's called cost segregation and they're going to depreciate the building can't depreciate land but you can depreciate land if it's been turned into parking lots and structures and things like that so oh that gets depreciated you get what's called bonus depreciation from the irs you then get what's called a paper loss 
So I'm going to send you a K1. The general partnership is going to send you a K1. That's going to show a loss on there, typically to the tune of about 30 to 40% of what you invested. So let's say to be conservative. Again, guys, you got to talk to CPAs to understand this, but this is typically how it's going to work. So you're going to show a $15,000 paper loss. That paper loss is going to carry over. You didn't actually lose it. It's just appreciation, just an incentive that the IRS gives for investing and buying real estate. That gets passed down to the limited partners. And then you can carry that loss over on the passive side, meaning let's say you make your $4,000 cash flow the next year, right? Got to pay taxes on it. Well, you've got a $15,000 paper loss. Well, now you don't have to pay taxes on it because you can take that loss against it and you still have $9,000 in loss to carry over. So I'm sorry if this has gotten more confusing, guys. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't make more sense, right? So let's let's bring it all back. We'll break it down. I'm buying a $30 million apartment complex, 100 units, so 300,000 a unit. You're giving me $50,000. In return, I'm paying you cash flow every quarter from people who pay the rent, right? And different things, fees, pet fees, right? There's many different incomes. Probably a with 100 units, it's probably coin-operated laundry on site. So, or or in-unit laundry, so I've increased rents. So you're getting cash flow, and then you're going to get a piece of the return at the sale for your 50000 And I'm going to return your 50000 plus your investment or plus your return in three to five years when I sell it. That's the foundation of passive investing, you guys. 25 to 50,000, in this case, $50,000. You get cash flow paid quarterly. And then whenever I sell it in three to five years, you're going to get a big piece. The, the main chunk of your return is going to come. And if I did everything correctly, it should be somewhere around a 25 to 30% return and what we call a 2x equity multiple, meaning you have two extra money between the cash flow and the exit. The exit is just the sale. That's just what they call it. You're exiting the deal, exiting the property, whatever you want to call it. That's that's what it's called, is an exit. And you guys, it really is that simple. Now, there's a lot more that goes into it. There's due diligence. You want to find the right, obviously, the right market, the right group, make sure they've got... Um, a track record. So I will get into that, guys. I will get into those things as we go. And if you join my list, GatanicapitalGroup.com, I've got this stuff broken down in my automations, guys, and you'll learn about it, okay? So you can go to GatanicapitalGroup.com, top right corner, become an investor. But reach out to me, guys. It's really this simple. We can talk about how we can make it this simple for you guys and find deals that you like, that match your preference that match your risk tolerance. That's what I do, you guys. So there you have it. So what I'm going to do on Friday is I'm going to break down me and what I do and explain capital raising and, and where I play in because I don't actually buy the property. So I'm going to explain that on Friday's episode. So that's it, you guys. That's passive investing in a nutshell. Very, very tight, small vacuum of a nutshell. But that's the very basics of passive investing in real estate. You get a return 
on your money and you're not exposed to any of the risk and liability of owning and operating the asset. In this case, the apartment complex. That's it. It's that simple, you guys. So hopefully this has helped a lot of people and makes a lot of sense. I always appreciate you guys listening. Remember, we talked about average return, right? So we talked about a preferred return, typically going to be about 8%, right? That's going to be paid. It's preferred, meaning it gets paid first before the before the general partnership pays themselves. Then we've got your average, then we've got your split 70-30, remember? After the 8%, everything is split 70-30. Once you reach a 20, typically a 20% average, what we call average annual return, is typically the metric. Um, that's the easiest metric to understand because it's it's literally just the average annual return, meaning over the three to five years, your average return has been 20%. Once it gets there, then it's typically split 50-50 from there. And that's the remainder until the proceeds are gone and split up and, and, every, and everybody's been paid, including the general partnership. So you can see where the incentive lies because you may be asking, well, you know, how do they get paid? Well, they get paid when after by operating it effectively and paying you. So their incentive is to operate this thing effectively and efficiently so that there's money left over after they pay you. So that's where their incentive is to operate this thing in maximum efficiency and to get it to the best and highest operation so that they can sell it and get the most money for it. And that's a combination of operating it efficiently and being in a good market that's got market appreciation, which we'll break those down in another another episode. So really quite simple, guys. And hopefully this made a lot of sense. And hopefully this is, has cleared things up for you guys in terms of what passive investing is like and how it goes and why people are getting into it and love it so much. And, you know, why, if you're a high income earner, it's really worth your while to look into this and start to learn this. And if you're not a high income earner, guys, and you listen this far and you like what you've heard, but you're not quite there, go listen to Monday's episode, guys. I broke it down on how to be active investor, starting with only a few thousand dollars and how in a short time, honestly, in a few years, three, five years, if you do it correctly, you can get to the point where you have enough money to invest passively, if that's what you want to do. So there it is, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate you. I love you guys. Don't forget to listen or don't forget to follow me on social media if you want more at Johnny Katani. Of course, that link is down in the subscription along with the link to KatanicapitalGroup.com where you can learn more about being a passive investor. And I'm going to talk to you guys on Friday. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.